Welcome to the Entrepreneur Academy with your hosts, Nick Dutton of Engage Finance and James Cross from Crossover Property on this episode of the Entrepreneur Academy. And obviously for people who don't know what dropshipping is, essentially selling a product that you don't own. If a customer goes and buys that product, you then place the order with the supplier and the supplier delivers directly to that customer. So you never hold any stock. But now, here are your hosts, Nick and James. Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Academy. Both myself and Jim here again today. Hello. We're going to set up a sort of monthly simple startups idea where we're going to go over a few different um, startup businesses for young entrepreneurs, yeah. some of the things we've sort of done, done in the past, uh, and we thought we'd talk about internet marketing and sort of e-commerce businesses, it seems to be quite popular at the moment. Uh, and I know yourself, you had quite a successful e-commerce business linked to Amazon. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and it's one of the, the, the first... I say proper businesses have always done little things which we can touch on in other episodes yeah it was one of the things that got me out of my job and really started me in business um, in general so yeah definitely a good starter for sure and was that linked through Amazon yes yeah we did did a lot of sales through Amazon I think it was a big channel for us Um, wasn't the only thing we did but um, yeah definitely one of the the biggest avenues we used for sure so from 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 a startup how, how do you like for me when I first started, I just did um, traditional drop shipping. Yeah. So I bought from a a wholesaler, but never actually saw the product, and then sold it via an online platform. It's just just a website. Yeah. But you know, for me back in the day, when I consider looking at Amazon, it, I I just saw them as a massive player, and how the hell do I get involved with them? Yeah. So how how do you sort of start to link with them? I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much anyone can really register for an Amazon account to sell on. Right. Um, what people probably don't realise is about 90% of the products that are brought on Amazon aren't actually owned by Amazon. They're all other people's products. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they don't own any of their own stock necessarily. It's all other people's stock. Um, so you hear about people talking about, like, obviously Uber don't own any cars. Yeah. Amazon yeah. don't own any stock. Uh, they Just do managing have, it rather than... Exactly, yeah. Um, I think where, where Amazon have got their their niche carved out and done so well is they've got very quick customer service their customers yeah. are the most important yeah um from a seller's point of view they're not so good with sellers they're very good with cut their customers okay when you go and buy something it's quick for you to buy um they hold products in stock so obviously ship same day in some cases if not the day after you'll receive it mm-hmm. um when you're selling on there you you don't have to worry about the the traffic or people coming on the site to buy um, and you don't have to worry about shipping and logistics as much. Okay. Um, so it eases the process for you. It obviously, it easier. Yeah, yeah. Your margins will be tighter because obviously Amazon will take their fees yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but you can start off any, you know, as small as sending, you know, five products to Amazon. Um, all you have to do is basically box them up, label them um, with sticky labels with their barcodes in, send them to Amazon. They get checked in under your inventory. And as soon as a customer buys that product, the whole process from them buying it to taking the payment to deliver to the customer's door is all automated for you. It's such an easy process to get started in. Um, it's just basically essentially buying products and selling them at a higher higher price and yeah. making a profit on it. So it's not quite drop shipping in the fact that you do have to buy the products up front first. Yeah, yeah. Then you package it the way you want to package it. Yeah. And send on to Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, all you have to do from packaging point of view, if I've got. Um, I don't know, 10 frisbees for example yeah. um, 
I'd label each frisbee with a barcode, which is Amazon's barcode. Right. Um, so when they arrive in Amazon's warehouse, they scan them in, and that's stocked into their in- inventory. Then. Okay. Um, so, why isn't everyone doing that? Because um, that just sounds quite easy. Is it a case yeah, of you know tracking trends and stuff like that? Or what? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of different ways you can do it on selling on Amazon. You can go small. You can go big. Um, you know, there's there's what's called like the arbitrage model, where you're essentially just buying the odd products and selling them and just making a bit of profit on each one. Okay. Um, you can go as far as, as creating your own product and your own brand. Um, okay. So I'm happy to talk about it now because I don't sell it anymore, but I created a brand of multifunctional scissors um, <laughs> where I imported 500 of them from China, um, got my own logo design done, my own brand around it. Nice. Um, and then I sold them on Amazon. Um, and it was quite e- well, I'd say easy in some respects. You had to get you know enough customers to come and buy the product and keep that flow going, yeah. um, and then make you a little bit of profit on each. Um, the issue I had was the product was too cheap in some respects, and I was making about a pound or a pound fifty per product. Right. And obviously, it just wasn't worth it. No, no. Um, so you know, and then you stuck with five hundred to one product, where the very risk averse side of things is you're buying two to five of each, you know little products even you buy them at supermarket and if you can sell them for more then great yeah that's um, what it is isn't it yeah definitely but it, it can be quite cash intensive yeah. if you want to scale and grow the business there's a lot of stock you need to buy and a lot of you know time input into that because it's not a case of buying a load of stock and waiting it for three months to sell because you've got to then order more stock ready for that to be delivered and checked into Amazon for when it sells again yeah um, especially when you order from China that could take two months to yeah. arrive so how much did it cost to go order 500 those scissors um, that was probably about 1200 quid nearly 1500 right um, so yeah it's quite a lot of front. it, it is yeah um, but looking back would you have ordered five lots of 100 different products um, probably not in that scenario okay. because I think with those you, you could order a very generic product but in, when you're going down that route you're you're not say um, taking a brand that already exists you know, you're taking yeah. a new product and yeah. you become the brand okay. so you've got to be able to create a enough of a story and a brand around it to actually sell that product okay um, well you know it can get quite complicated but you've got to when you type your search result into Amazon you want to make sure you hit the first ranking yeah um, you know and if you there's a lot of time and, and promotion going in to do that um, which isn't as easy as some people think. So that's definitely the harder route. Okay. Uh, for sure. So actually finding the product isn't necessarily the hardest part. It's sort of getting it out there. It's selling it, yeah. Okay. Um, so for someone a niche like that, no one's really going to go on Amazon type in multifunction scissors. Do you have to sort of brand that separately or, or no, do you think well, that people well, do search? Well, there are. It's, it, it comes into the keywords and search okay. terms and, and a bit of SEO and... You know, you can get quite technical in it, and there's there's probably new ways of doing it since I've you know stopped having being so active in Amazon. But um, yeah, it's if you type in scissors or you type in multifunctional scissors or uh, utility scissors. Yeah, hopefully mine would all come up in those searches. Okay. Um, but it's when you first start out, you're probably 999th yeah. in the list, and you have to try and work your way up. Yeah. Um, no one scrolls past the first two or three really do they exactly yeah yeah. I mean you got to think you're a new listing how are people going to find you to buy from you um, right okay. whereas if you're just if you're doing what's called the arbitrage model and you're buying um, you know for example I don't know for, at Christmas where you've got a particular toy that sells very well 
there can be 10 different sellers selling the same product yeah. but you're not having to worry about how quick that sells it just sells however quick it sells and you just put your stock in there uh-huh. and that's a lot lot easier and a lot lot uh, more risk um, lower risk for you as well okay so on that model you you still have to buy the product yeah still buy the stock right okay um, how, how did you find the, the wholesalers because I remember I, my business background from that side of things was a car audio business yeah and we used to stock um, all the big names and you know Alpine and all those sort of people but it took so long to find a wholesaler to work with yeah when you're such a small player how, how did you find that so I worked my way up to wholesalers okay. when I first started we did a lot of um, there's, there's various softwares you can use there's other you know other ways of checking but we even bought stuff from supermarkets. We did a lot. Really? Of, bought stuff from Tesco and we yeah. sold it on Amazon. Clever. Um, you know, even just going into shops and finding stuff to buy. Um, because I, I think when you go on Amazon, you will always, you always seem to pay more than if you're going to find it elsewhere, just for the convenience of it. Which, yeah. which again, people don't necessarily see or realise. Yeah, point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we used to make a margin in that, um, and especially you know when when shops had clearance deals or anything like that, we could always buy and then make a margin on it. Um, once you built a, a level up, then we had something to go and talk to wholesalers about. So okay. look, we've, we're doing some turnover now. Yeah, yeah. Can we have an account or can we work with you? Right. Um, you know, but even with wholesalers, with the all the fees that Amazon put in, it was it was really Just really tight. tight to make a margin. Did you have a website as well, or was it all Amazon? Yeah. So I, I did the Amazon stuff, selling you know whatever I could sell to make some money on. Um, it wasn't too niche. I did have my own my own website using a platform called Shopify, so yeah, most yeah. people have heard of it. It's an integrated um, sales platform, you know, basically a website with um, your checkout and stuff in there. So I had a particular website created around sort of survival niche, um, selling sort of wilderness gear and um, various things like that. But that was a drop shipping store. Okay. So I didn't sell any of my own stock on there. That was all drop shipping. Um, and obviously, for people who don't know what drop shipping is, um, it's essentially selling a product that you don't own. Yeah. Um, so when if a customer goes and buys that product, you then place the order with the supplier, and the supplier delivers directly to that customer. So you never hold any stock most of the time. Don't even see it. Yeah, don't even see it. Yeah. With our drop shipping company, the wholesaler, we'd we'd arrange the packaging and stuff with them yeah. directly, so it looked like it'd come from Got us it. anyway. Brilliant. Um, looking back now, if I'd have known that you could partner with Amazon. Amazon drives such, you know, heavy audience. Yeah, we just went down the website route, but learning all that sort of building a website and the SEO and traffic and all that sort of stuff was just a minefield, isn't it? But quite oh, it interesting. Is, yeah. yeah. So how, how did you do all that sort of stuff? Um, you know, it, it was certainly challenging. Um, yeah. You know, you, you start trying to sell on your own website and you realise that you've got no traffic and no one's really viewing it and seeing your products. Um, it, you can have the best product in the world at the cheapest price if no one's seeing it and clicking on it you, you've, you've got no sales yeah, yeah. Um, so th- there's various it all comes into the marketing and the sales aspect but there's a lot of different ways and methods you can you can get people to that site and and improve it you can you know go for the Google ads and, and have you know really get your SEO up so you get naturally found on Google you can run Facebook campaigns so people find you through Facebook um, same with Instagram, um, you know, you can have email lists where you're sending offers out to email lists, yeah. bring people on your website. 
Um, there's a whole there's a whole you know ball game around it, but ultimately you need people to visit your website yeah. to then buy, mm-hmm. um, and then you can tweak things on your website to increase conversion rates and and you know how many people buy particular products and, and things like that as well. It's creating that sort of shop front, isn't it? That people are gonna not just walk by, yeah, of come in and visit as well. Go back to sort of Amazon and rather than and rather than having a specific product that you branded, yeah. How do you know what to sell? Because I can imagine if it's already hit the market on Amazon, it's too yeah. late. No, well, not necessarily. I think I think you can actually go off what sells well on Amazon, right? Because um, it's a proven track record of what's selling. Um, you know, there's there's two chains of thoughts. Is it one if if you know, if you go on the arbitrage route where you find a product that's selling well, there, there's various tools you can find out how many roughly a month or something that that is selling. Um, and every product on Amazon has a sales rank. Right. So you'll get, you know, number one is the quickest seller in the market in that category. Yeah. And obviously it will go down, you know, you might have 10,000, 100,000 products and you wouldn't bother selling one that's 100,000 on the sales rank because it's far too low and it wouldn't sell money. Um, Does Amazon take a bigger cut on the more popular stuff? Is that No, they don't, no, just no, they just get more volume, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those looking at what's selling well and, if, for example, you've got a branded product and you just go and buy that and sell it under that same listing, then then great. Um, if you wanted to go and make your own product, your own brand, you can look at what's selling well, but how can you improve on that product? Because okay. if you if you know something sells well, but you know you can improve that product, make it be- make it better, or a better value to a customer, then then you'll be able to get those sales and compete basically. I know someone personally that. Um jumped onto fidget cubes oh. they were first became popular <laughs> yeah. literally before they were launched oh uh, okay yeah and they made an absolute killing yeah. on Amazon because they bought them off eBay from China and just a massive bootload so yeah. they didn't even have to um, get a decent wholesaler on board they literally just bought off off eBay yeah and, that, and they sold it again on Amazon for double what they bought it for yeah and they just made made an absolute killing off it um, yeah but I suppose that's where the, the money truly can be made yeah definitely yeah I mean those you know obviously they're quite big trends and we had it a couple of years ago with the fidget spinners and yeah, yeah. around Christmas time and it was like the sales were just going ridiculously high yeah. and we couldn't get people couldn't get the stock in um, and I had a friend of mine who bought loads of stuff thinking oh she's great I'm going to ride on the gravy train and I think um, come January all the sales just died yeah. and he just stuck with stock nice. um, so you have to be a little bit careful with it sometimes and you know ride ride the trend to a point but just make sure you, you try and predict when it ends or, or don't over leverage yourself yeah um, yeah so it's you know you can make a hell of a lot of money if you time everything perfectly but it's difficult to time not even like Gimmicks like like fidget spinners and toys and stuff. You can look at in the summer. You know what what people want in the summer. There's a lot of paddling pools being sold. There's okay, yeah. It's not necessarily a new product. No, it's in demand at that time. Exactly, yeah. Um, And you know, do you see them like? um, they're almost like inflate, self-inflatable um, seats. You got yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, tubes. Yeah. They were massively popular. Okay. Um, you could buy those from China for about three quid, and people were selling them for twenty. Wow. Uh, or even more, twenty twenty-five. Yeah. It depends how you pack it. They're all the same, the same bog standard, you know, Chinese material and yeah, just um, packaged nicer. Yeah, just packaged nice. Yeah. So they work really well. So did you do that as well as the scissors? Yeah, I did a few little bits. Yeah, where I just brought. You know, I did sell some of those. I just thought, well, actually, yeah, they're doing well. I quickly managed to get some from China and just sold them. Uh, but I only did it once. I didn't keep on 
redoing it because right. I knew summer was ending and I didn't want to risk it any further. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I made some mistakes. I made some, you know, brought some wrong things that I've been held, or then I had to hold the stock and you know stuck with money in stock that I can't sell. What sort of stuff was that? Um, oh, crikey! Um, over Christmas, I had I had some Christmas stock. I actually had some Christmas trees that I couldn't sell. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but believe it or not, people were buying them up until about Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> well, unsurprisingly. Yeah, um, you know, obviously with Amazon one day delivery, they were buying yeah. Christmas Eve delivered. Um, but then in January, obviously, you're not going to sell those till next year. <laughs> Unless you're really organised. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> um, getting the sales in. Some people prefer to have a product that's kind of evergreen, so it sells all year round okay. similarly. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you Good can analysis. go on things like the tr- you know trends. You can have a product that sells really well in winter. You know, product sells really well in summer. Um, you know, Christmas is obviously a big one. You know, everything sells gifts and, and toys in Christmas, and yeah. then you've got Christmas actual products as well. Um, so there's a big variety of, of various things you can do. And Valentine's Day was always good. I used to sell a lot of chocolates, Thornton's chocolates for Valentine's Day. Yeah. It, what? Just went and bought them and then sold them on? Yeah, bought shed loads of Thornton's really? chocolates and sold them on Amazon. That's yeah. crazy. I like that. They sold really well. You see, you look at like the sales rankings; they just spike in yeah, the beginning yeah. of February. Can imagine. Um, so just it's just thinking about outside the box and what's going to sell, what what things are coming up. Um, That's what, so you literally went to Tesco, bought them, and then sold them on there. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find enough of them to buy. <laughs> wow. And how much would you sort of make on those? Um, probably about five, six, seven quid. Um, really? Yeah, per per box. The hell. So, you know, if you're doing, I think, uh, say, not quite 100, maybe 50 of them, yeah. it's, you know, good little profit in it. But I'm guessing you bought them before they hit the shops for Valentine's? No, even even while they were at the shops really? a couple of weeks before, because again, it oh. comes down to you can go into like Tesco's, buy a box for four quid, five quid. Um, well, yeah, we, I don't know if you can nowadays, but yeah, yeah, you, you could. Um, and then you go and sell them on Amazon, they might sell for 20 quid. Just because it's the convenience, and people just think, well, Thornton's Amazon, bang, just buy it. And they don't think um, anyone, anyone's got Amazon on their phone and orders a lot of stuff from Amazon. They'll realise it's almost, it's almost like a process. You, you look at something, you, you, you before you even know, it, you swipe right and brought it, and you think it, it's, you don't think about buying it. But if you go to a shop, pick it off the shelf, walk to the checkout, and you think, well, actually, do I need this or is it worth the money? Yeah. Um, so Amazon made it quite quite cleverly done it so it's just made it so easy to buy that people will pay and buy and I suppose as well it's um, you know if they go on and buy a DVD for the, the girlfriend or whatever or Valentine's yeah. and then it pops up chocolates as well they'll be like oh I might as well get it while I'm here yeah exactly I guess that's where it's convenient yeah well, we, we that's part of you know looking at what sells well what doesn't if you go and buy something we'll always tell you this is also brought with this and yeah popular with that and you know you can ride on that as well so yeah so quite a good strategy then for sort of your entrepreneurs that haven't necessarily got a lot of cash flow yeah or a lot of cash to input into some of the structures like your property and things like that need a decent amount of cash to get involved yeah um what about things just in terms of online ways of making money um online marketing social media marketing that sort of stuff yeah so i mean there's, there's just various things you can do with with that i mean it doesn't cost you any money to to put social media out there and create videos and you know create content that's that's free yeah. uh, it's just your time so if you're you know your time rich but cash poor 
Um, you can certainly build an audience out over that and then you can use that audience to sell a product. Yeah. Um, it could be an information course, it could be a physical product you've brought, it could be someone else's product and you can get a commission off that which mm -hmm. is affiliate marketing. Um, there's so many different avenues and it's you know once you've got an audience there to sell to you just have to think what can I sell to them um, and you know that doesn't cost you anything you could build your own audience up on YouTube or Facebook yeah, yeah. create content um, and then you could sell someone else's product as an affiliate and it, you've not spent any money um, you know apart from maybe some electricity bills to <laughs> get your computer yeah, in yeah, yeah. Uh, but theoretically there's not it's real free yeah. yeah you know especially if you're Still living at home and things as well, and you, you yeah, know you yeah. want to build some cash up and you know have a bit of independence. Mm -hmm. Then certainly a way to do it. It is. I, I do remember reading online. It's with like Kim Kardashian. For every post she puts on, yeah, it literally makes her like a hundred grand. <laughs> Mad. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? It's and I suppose you could link that to your Amazon business, couldn't you? Oh, because totally. it drives sales to that. Yeah. Or you can sell directly through the social media platforms. Yeah, so, so we had um, Facebook pages for one of the brands we had. Right. Um, it wasn't massive, it only had a thousand people. And, you know, a thousand people is a thousand people, it's great, but it's nothing in comparison to other people. No. Um, but from there, we might run a, prom a promotion to say we're we'll running a 20% off sale, put that on Facebook, and then people go through to Amazon and buy our product. Got it. Yeah. Um, so it comes into the sales rankings a little bit as well. Like, you need to get some sales through to increase your ranking on Amazon um, and right. help your SEO so that's one way of doing it but I guess reviews as well yeah reviews as well that's important to give customers confidence in the product you're selling and yeah there's there's so many different strategies and ways of doing things um, but uh, but yeah if Facebook free marketing you're putting content out there building your audience up and then you can sell to them what I say it's free and it's easy yeah and it's, at the, it's at everybody's fingertips as well Exactly. Yeah. There's a. There's a. I say a common. So I think it is Gary V, and I know you, yeah, like, yeah, you I, like Gary V. I do. Um, I think it's four to one ratio that you should put. Kind of four. I think the ratio changed when you speak to. I think it's about four to one where you could put four posts out or four bits of content which are informational and non-salesy, and then you could put a, a pitch in to sell to. Okay. Um, if you start, you know, doing like a sales pitch, like we've got a promotion, we're selling this, then do a content pitch, then a sales pitch. Yeah. You're too, too salesy. Overload. But if you're, if you're that before, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if if you're, you know, following a page or following a group, you can probably see it in, in various groups. There's a lot of content out there, and occasionally you'll get like a little sales post. Yeah. But when you actually do that sales post, you'll you'll get people to buy because it happens, you know, not as often. Right. So, okay. I do try and do that on my Instagram, try and keep it personal and, and yeah, mix it up. Definitely. But so where did you do anything to sort of learn all this? Um <laughs> or, or did you just dive in? Yeah, I, I kinda of dived in a little bit. I mean there's there's loads of information out there on, on YouTube and yeah. other people doing it and, and giving you free information. There's there's loads of free information out there. There's also people obviously selling courses and things as well for you to do it all. Right. Um, similar to where I am in the property world it's yeah. big in the internet marketing world and yeah. e-commerce and you know you can pay money for courses and I have um, but the ultimate there is a lot of free information out there and you can, you can test the water starts slow you yeah. know, even if it's a case of buying some products from eBay and trying to you know resell them or like we spoke about earlier going to a car boot sale and selling, <laughs> selling them on eBay or yeah. Facebook marketplace yeah um, you don't have to go crazy but just, just sell you know sell some products you make some money on and 
you know, even carve out a little niche for yourself. If you find that you're really good at selling car parts and you know cars really well, then focus on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, back when I was, was it probably 16, um, I've always been into my mountain biking and uh, I used to basically buy used mountain bikes, you know, decent quality ones, and I used to strip them down for parts, clean them all, all the parts up, all right. and sell all the individual parts on eBay. Okay. Um, because I knew the bikes really well, I knew how to strip them down, and I knew what everything was worth. So I used to make anywhere between two and six hundred pound per bike wow. just off selling the parts. Um, so for me, that worked really, really well. But after a while, you know, you move on, and try, things happen in life, and you know, I didn't have room to start stripping bikes down anymore, yeah, yeah, and yeah. having a bedroom full of bad parts was yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not practical anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's loads of ways just trying to think outside the box and just do something. I think that's it, isn't it? It's a lot of people can sit and dwell over ideas for ages and not actually just do it. Yeah. Sometimes you're better off just doing it, learning that okay, this one doesn't work. But if for something like this strategy, it doesn't need a lot of money. So if it doesn't work, you're like, okay, it doesn't work. I'm yeah. left with five hundred cuddly toys that I can't do anything with right now. Yeah. But yeah. At least when I have children, they'll have five hundred quickly toys in their door. Whatever, but it's not exactly large cost uh, and a lot of risk. No, because um, no. you, you mentioned about courses. Then, did you uh, from when we spoke before? You mentioned about selling the courses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, I guess, linked to internet marketing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, on, on the flip side, you can always make money if you've got a particular skill or niche you're good at. You know, for. I don't know if you're good at sewing, for example, and yeah, yeah. You know, you're passionate about it. If you can be passionate about sewing, yeah. um, I'm sure there is. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you, there's nothing stopping you creating a YouTube, you know, channel or, or content around it. Um, show people what you're doing, show them your skills, and then you can you can put together a small training course and you can sell that training course. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people would find maybe find that useful. You might sell a cheap one for twenty quid and. You might sell a more advanced than the one for hundred quid, um, and the beauty of that, in my mind, is once you've created it once, every sale doesn't necessarily cost you any money. It's it, you've not really yeah. put any cost in; it's just your time, um, and you can just keep growing that and building onto it. So there really are so many ways of, of making money out there. It's just trying to think and, and go down one strategy and work. Yeah, um, and they all come back. It all comes back to just grafting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, working yeah. hard and. I've got a YouTube channel for my business and it's you know it's, it's free advertising it's free marketing of what you do but I, 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 know, I hold my hands up and I know I don't post enough but it's so easy to do you can just do yeah. it for free and it's and it's all that is these businesses you know all you have to do is do a few videos of you using the product you're trying to sell yeah and people want one yeah exactly if you've got a big enough following I was speaking to someone before telling me what they wanted to do and I was like oh you know are you on Facebook are you on Instagram are you on YouTube yeah no I don't really feel comfortable doing it and I'm like well for what you do it's never going to grow unless you do do that yeah and I said to them I said look you don't have to do it you know get someone that is comfortable doing it and get them to do it yeah Definitely. Because what they were doing is is it's a, a, a skill that they have, but on said if you don't feel comfortable looking at the camera and telling them about this product or this service, yeah. do it with someone else to start with. Yeah, absolutely. Use their confidence. Yeah, and I've I've seen it on the flip side as well that where you know people have partnered up with you know they're maybe good at sales and good at creating the videos and, and 
doing all the online stuff but they haven't got any particular skill they can talk about yeah so they'll partner up with someone who's got that particular skill and they create a business around it so they bring that skill to the table and then they essentially build that audience and sell on the back of it well hopefully you uh we've got some value from this one uh we're trying to gonna sort of go through different strategies simple startup businesses um so we've touched on internet marketing and, and e-commerce so basically just saying get out of there and do as much as you can it's quite an easy simple strategy in in the grand yeah, scheme of, of simple things. complex it's, it's yeah. what you make of it yeah absolutely start, start off slow and learn about it and it's you know never going to be um skills wasted from learning it at all no exactly exactly and you going back a bit but you've you've taken the skills that you've had from that and brought it into business now because it's oh, all yeah. the same isn't it 100% yeah so thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time yeah thank you this is the entrepreneur academy if you have a question use the hashtag the entrepreneur academy